Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is now pivoting into its endgame, leaving us wondering, will this series leave us dancing like Zemo or pounding the shit of our, out of our keyboards like John Walker? Ah, why? Well, uh, I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. With me to go rogue today is an amazing panel, including friend of the show, comedian and writer Eric Owusu. Hey, everybody. Hey, man. Also returning the show from Rooster Teeth and the No Dumb Answers podcast, Kayla Milton. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me again. Glad to have you back. And co-host of the Philosophers podcast, Eddie Villanueva. What is up, guys? I am stoked to get into this conversation. Honestly, just let's just run into this, man. <laughs> let's do it. Let's uh, let's dive head in. We're now looking ahead to the finale of The Falcon, the Winter Soldier. John Walker has gone down a very dark path, an immediate threat to our heroes, Sam and Bucky. Sam seems to be echoing the politics of the Flag Smashers, and as always, the Power Broker is watching. But here I want to play some bets for how we think this series is going to wrap up and what state it will leave the MCU in going forward. Because it's interesting, when you go to look back at WandaVision, that show ended in a way that kind of gave more depth to Wanda's character, gave us more context to the world. But really, aside from White Vision, all the things that it introduced, you could say, could really be recapped in the first act exposition of any future film. Like, did Wanda really change given her status in that post credit scene? So how essential a viewing do we expect the Falcon Winter Soldier to be for future Marvel titles? And uh, what do we think like the closing image and uh, closing stakes of this series are going to be? I, I honestly think this 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 series is going to, so uh, not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I feel like WandaVision really kind of prepped us for what to expect when it comes to Marvel TV series. So with this one, um, I, I want to hopefully see some progress of the dynamic between Bucky and Sam, but obviously no good thing doesn't go through its own fire. And we know that there's going to be a point to where they completely come at odds, which may be, as you mentioned, uh, Sam may essentially join the side of the Flag Smashers and Bucky may be on the side of, you know, we need to have peace. We need to not so much on John Walker's side, but on the opposite end of that uh, battle. And I feel mm -hmm. like we're going to see something of a solidification, not only of their dynamic and their teamwork, which we've seen several times throughout comic book history, but we'll also get a chance to see hopefully what we've all been hoping to see, which is uh, Bucky with the shield at the tail end. Because let's be honest, mm. we haven't seen any of the scenes from the trailers yet. Uh, those first few trailers that came out where Bucky or was Sam's throwing the shield. And uh, so... That's that's my hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have one vote for Bucky's going to wield the shield. What are some other takes? Do you guys think it's going to be another character? Like to just end the show with? Yeah, who do we think is going to walk away? Will anyone walk away with the shield? Will it be no one? Or is it going to be a particular uh, successor? I mean, I feel like in my heart of hearts, I would like if they co-parented the shield, maybe one gets weekdays, <laughs> one gets weekends. And it's kind of like a, like a two minute, like a, that, that one uh, arc where it was just like, man, there's a lot of Robins running around lately, and it's just like, multiple captain americas like it's like uh, uh it's like the difference between like an east coast like a east coast west coast uh hardy uh -huh. situation <laughs> where one day, uh but i feel like i don't know i'm kind of hoping that the uh see the series kind of amps up more towards just getting us acquainted with the thought of maybe introducing mutants into the mcu later on mm -hmm. as opposed to a specific character i was i was getting little pictures of like the sons of batman from uh dark knight returns yeah. over here we're gonna get the yeah. sons of cap 
over here <laughs> with <laughs> Sam and Bucky. Except it's like the bros of Cap. It's just, his, it's just his homies all taking over his home for him. Mm-hmm. Just nodding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Owusu? Well, I think uh, little Johnny Walker is literally drunk with power, uh, running around with that shield, and he needs to be stopped. So I think in these last two episodes, right. uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are really going to put a kibosh on it and bring true what we've seen in the trailers of Sam being the one wielding the shield and becoming Black Cap, as I like to call him, uh, the new and the future future uh, Captain America. I think he's going to wield the shield with the Falcon wings, and he's going to fly over the United States and the world, like looking like a majestic <laughs> black bald eagle with the Cap shield. And that's going to be go. amazing. And he's going to put a stop to John Walker and also to the yeah. Flag Smashers, even though we see him becoming more and more sympathetic to their cause. My, my biggest thing about, about Bucky taking is because this series so far has pushed so much autonomy with uh, with Sam in having him create his own hero. I don't know if it would be in some sense of kind of backpedaling for him to just take on the, a mantle that's already been established without him fully establishing himself as the unique hero. That's kind of why I you know, kind of went in the direction of Bucky. But I could also see, Eric, you know, Sam as well taking the uh the mantle as well and taking on that shield yeah that's what i'm kind of wondering because the way wandavision ended i think feige in the back of his mind is like well we love these shows we want everyone to watch these shows but realistically not everyone's going to watch these shows some people are just going to go they're going to skip the show and go movie to movie yeah and i wonder if he's like okay well the end goal is sam is going to have that shield at the end because that's who cap handed it to but like the journey of these six episodes is sam uh, you know, trying to shake off that imposter syndrome or that yeah. feeling of like, it's not mine, it's it's Steve's. And then it takes someone like John Walker carrying it to help Sam realize that he truly is the worthy successor yeah. of it. Yeah. Or at least like at the minimum, he's like, okay, it may not be my, it may not be mine, but it's definitely not that guy. Yeah. And I feel like that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't truly realize yeah. that you love something. It's like when someone else uh, wears your jersey, it's like, I should have retired that jersey. Why is someone else <laughs> no. wearing that number? God damn yeah, it. No. I mean, right. hey, we did see John Walker with his number on his uh, old jersey number. And those are bringing back him. high school nightmares over here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my whole life is high school nightmares. Hey, kids, when you graduate high school, people still act the same way in the rest of your your life they're just stronger they have more money but in other ways it gets a lot better and we show up on youtube so yeah yeah Yeah. that's right but i want to know we're talking about john walker do we think this guy's going to live on in the mcu as a u.s agent figure uh is he done what do you guys think i don't think so to be honest i mean u.s u.s agent and u.s patriot really holds it's not a very strong presence in the comic book uh in the marvel uh comic universe however uh, it, it still has a lot more to trudge through. There's a lot more John Walker mm-hmm. as you go through the comics, a little bit more of him coming back from this particular situation, which if they delve into, I mean, that would be a unique thing to see him come back later down the road as mm-hmm. uh, you know, U.S. Patriot, who's already been kind of rehabilitated in similar fashion like Bucky um, yeah. to mm-hmm. a sense where he has a little bit more control of himself, uh, albeit mm-hmm. right now. Um, uh, Wyatt, uh, I'm sorry, what is his name? The guy, Wyatt the Russell. Plays, Wyatt Russell is doing an amazing job of making somebody who everybody can absolutely hate. And yeah. I give kudos to that actor. <laughs> Great job. Um, I think, though, that his work as this role is not going to go unnoticed, and I feel like he's going to make a comeback. Yeah, anyone else have thoughts on John Walker? Like, other than he looks like a character drawn by uh, 
Oh God, who's the guy with the, that makes the barrel chested character? Rob Liefeld. Yeah, he look, yeah. he just looks fully Rob Liefelded out, <laughs> and he's uh, it's like uh, if Rob Liefeld has uh, had a concept in Homelander. That's the vibe that yeah, that character yeah, gives me. <laughs> it does feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree, I agree. Okay, so John Walker seems to be on one path. Zemo seems on his own path. I never really know where that guy is at. Oh, so do you think that Zemo might have a future in the MCU after this? Is he going back to jail? Is he going to be a free man wreaking havoc in other ways? I think he's going to stay out of jail, uh, especially since the Dormelage are after his tail. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. They're hunting him, and he's in the sewers or in back walls or something, and wherever they're at. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to be out and about because everything he's doing is to his own ends, even though we don't know all the things that he's doing or what it's all leading up to. We just know that he's out for himself. And, you know, Bucky getting him out of jail couldn't have been the, couldn't have been more advantageous to Baron Zemo. So I think he's going to continue yeah. to be out and about wreaking havoc in the MCU. He might have some sort of ties to, you know, other Eastern European countries. He might have a tie to Budapest. We don't know. We might see a crossover with him appearing or popping up in the, the Black Widow film or some lore with that. Um, but yeah, Baron Zemo's definitely going to keep out here, keep being out here running amok. The man's a yeah. freaking Baron. I mean, he's got, who, who would have done? <laughs> he's got all this money yeah. showing up in like badass apartments over here in this part. And he's got a private jet over here. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. man. Let me be his friend. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's the him. only exactly. Yeah, he's, he's the only uh, Marvel villain outside of uh, Tony Stark that could show up in Gucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I do no. consider Tony Stark a villain. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I mean, one thing I really loved about WandaVision is that it kept Agatha Harkness active and alive in that world. Yeah. Uh, and I think they should do the same thing with Zemo. I want to see the same thing with John Walker. I want all these bad guys in the same way. Now we get a show about Loki. Like, how yeah. great is yeah. that? Um, and in the same way that, like, heroes are just, like, around every corner, I want, like, these assholes to be around every corner yeah, to just, exactly. like, mess things up, you know, or, or shift the balance of power at a moment's notice. Yeah, I, th- I think we should just call it now that Zemo's going to be the next Loki. I mean, in yeah, terms I, of likability, him being a mm-hmm. villain, but still wanting to see more and more of him. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a villain that likable that's not going to show up at least two to three yeah. more times and then maybe get a series four years later. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they just create... Zemo's dance steps. I would buy the. I would buy the DVD. I just, I'd buy it. I think he sure. made all that money. Yeah, He's the dance of the dance. Yeah, dance videos. <laughs> um, I want to close this topic by just like I, I, you know, WandaVision ended with a couple post credit scenes. In fact, it's like last few episodes had their own post credit scenes. Yeah. Um, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we have to assume there's going to be at least one after the final episode. Yeah. So, what do we think is going to be the big MCU world building uh, post credit scene? To that we'll see um, after this series' credits roll. There's a lot to choose from. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to kind of talk about what's, you know, what, what's on the tip of everybody's tongue, you know, that final scene and however they choose to collab with uh, or do that crossover with uh, Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. there's the option of, of possibly even bringing in Old Man Cap again, even as just a presence, not even as physically him there, kind of like what they did with uh, Henry Cavill's Superman in Shazam. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just have him there standing off to the side or whatever. And you know, it's him saying, you know, good job, Sam, or, you know, good job, Buck, or something to that effect, you know, and having that presence, maybe even in in like a space helmet or whatever, because he's been on the moon. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Old cap on the moon. Oh, baby. But uh, bringing it back forward to the first episode, you know, I'd like to see one of those two things really solidify 
its connectivity to the bigger universe um, mm-hmm. and also what we're looking to see as the year continues. I want to see something happen with Elijah, uh, Isaiah, the original black Captain mm. America's grandson, mm-hmm. maybe start setting something that something <laughs> up there with the young Avengers okay. and laying that groundwork. Um, because we know that um, Hawkeye show is coming out and he's training his daughter up to be potentially uh-huh. a, a future young Avenger and Miss Marvel's coming out. So I really think something should happen with Elijah, uh, him and his grandfather talking about, you know, what Captain, or sorry, uh, Sam and Bucky's visit meant and all the things mm-hmm. going on with the Flag Smashers and the new Cap. Like, that would be dope to see that get introduced to the MCU in the post credit scene for the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, those are both solid ideas. And coincidentally, I fell down a Young Avengers rabbit hole the other day because I needed mm-hmm. something to... uh scratch my uh, young justice itch <laughs> uh mm-hmm. but i feel i really hope that uh we get a teaser for uh maybe less of like what's going to be happening in the cinematic universe and more for like what they're going to be coming up with later on on the disney plus uh mm-hmm. app where they're just going to be like yeah yeah yeah, we haven't mentioned this we haven't talked about it but like here's the thing that's going to shock and rock the internet for the next 24 hours mm. for the next 24 hour news cycle i don't even uh-huh. know like what that would be but i i'm uh, the way they've been putting these shows out just has me thirsty for more like episodic content. Yeah. So uh-huh. like even if I, I I hope it's less of that and not not a nod to like the Loki series, but they're just like, oh by the way, this yeah. is coming. Well, yeah, and the run for times sure. for each of these episodes have been like forty plus minute episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, thank you, Marvel gods. I don't want another <laughs> twenty three minute episode that is actually thirty six, but it's all end like it's just all end credits. Like, yeah. like okay, now we get that. to the Portuguese team. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, agreed agreed yeah i do love how long these episodes are and uh yeah i think a post-credit scene for sure it's going to be setting up something coming next whether it's loki or young avengers i love the idea of old cap on the moon i've been pushing hard for the mandarin i think shang chi needs some love we need a trailer for shang chi and i can imagine like they have some scene revealing the mandarin and then the next monday we get a shang chi trailer you know uh i'm so ready for it but a lot of great thoughts here we'll have to check back in to see how right we were after episode six comes out but i am going to award points to you for now uh just because uh there are right and wrong answers i just don't tell you what they are i just give you golden sparkle bucks uh, in place of that (laughs) yeah so uh uh, kayla i'm gonna give you a golden sparkle buck for uh your co-parenting the shield (laughs) take because yes it does not have to be the property of one person it can be shared uh to whoever feels like uh taking it to preschool that week we are in the 21st century it's yes Alusu, I'm going to give you one just for giving a lot of love to Sam Wilson there, uh, making him soaring over the country and the world, carrying that shield. Because, yeah, my man Sam, it is his turn to get that shield, I believe, uh, and to really own up to it. Because I think Cap chose him for a reason. He knows that that guy's always been on his left and worthy, (laughs) and Bucky can carry the shield in an alternate timeline in the multiverse, uh, Mm -hmm. and then we can focus on that story. We get to it. That's Uh, all I ask. uh, and also, that's yeah. Black Cap needs some endorsement deals to save the houseboat. So, give him a shield. Yeah, that's go. right. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, I'm going to give you one as well, just because I think old Cap in a fishbowl helmet on the moon mm-hmm. 
hanging out with the Inhumans is exactly how the post credit scene should go down. Yes. So well done, all of you guys. Um, we're gonna go into some thoughts on specifically how this series could tie into Black Widow in particular. Mm. Um, but first we wanna thank some um, people who helped us make it, some stuff we're really excited about. We're actually very excited to announce that we have a new Falcon and the Winter Soldier inspired shirt in our latest Obsession collection over at NewRockStarsMerch.com or EpicHeroMerch.com. We rushed this guy out based on the first half of the season. Uh, it's a Zemo inspired design. It both answers the question of who's really pulling the strings here. You can just imagine Sam and Bucky going like every little thing I do. You know, it's 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 just awesome. Uh, so, but there's a limited supply. You gotta go quick, grab one before we have to put it back in the dungeon with our previous shirt designs. And uh, also, you're gonna want to check out our Anarchy Assembled shirt. You can get all these great designs at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Now, we want to thank some sponsors. Uh, first, our friends at Masterclass for sponsoring this episode. Thanks, guys. Masterclass lets you learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Learn songwriting from Alicia Keys or writing from R.L. Stein. Oh, my God. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing that you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And New Rockstars, we've been digging into some of the filmmaking Masterclasses. They've got classes from Helen Mirren, Ron Howard, Spike Lee. You can take a class uh, on screenwriting from Aaron Sorkin and figure out how to master that walk and talk. Come with me. What? What? What's next? What's next? Uh, you know, he's got his Sorkinisms. You can learn all those Sorkinisms. Masterclass is accessible on your phone, on the web, smart TV. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. Members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials like lessons and recipes. You can find all available classes at masterclass.com. We highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass, and as a Rogue Theory viewer, you get 15% off an annual membership so go to masterclass.com slash rogue. That's masterclass.com slash rogue for 15% off masterclass. We also want to thank our friends at Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. So our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news, Blue Chew is chewable, like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We've got a special deal for our audience. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code ROGUE at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ROGUE, to receive your first month for free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this episode. Moving on, uh, we want to talk about the ways Black Widow could tie into the Falcon Winter Soldier. Because think about it, with this coming finale of the Falcon Winter Soldier, we're getting some more closure on how Marvel intended its first Disney Plus chapters to play out. Like, uh, originally, it was rumored that we would see some crossover with Black Widow. Actually, by the time you're watching this, maybe episode five, or if you're watching in Far Into the Future, episode six, they've already answered all these questions. But for now, from you guys, I want to know what kind of tie-in with Black Widow might we see on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I feel like every time you have me on the show, I have at least one out-of-pocket idea. Mm -hmm. uh, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. America... <laughs> 2017 a country divided we all we all know about russia did they interfere did they not interfere 
this isn't that America. We're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I'm saying is that maybe whatever that secret team of badass women that uh, Nat- that Black Widow Natasha is was or is a part of, they secretly planted the seeds that led to the creation of the Flag Smashers. Whoa. Wow. That's, That's a cool idea. I love yeah. that. Because it was a few years ago, right? It was before the, yeah, the I think snap it, it happened. Was before the snap. So, it, hey, it yeah. could... It's completely possible. She wasn't snapped yet, and we don't know what she was. We don't know what she was doing between movies. We don't know what she did before she showed up. This could have been a long con. I've also been listening uh, to a lot of uh, this podcast about this woman, this Russian woman who, like, they were like, no, she's a she. She was literally like a student, the grad student. They were like, no, 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 she's a secret Russian agent. She was like, I am Russian. I am a student. Please leave me alone. Oh no! <laughs> and, I, and that just got me thinking. That just got me thinking all these, you know, all these Russian, all these Russian women, you know, uh, old classic spy novel style uh, infiltration into, uh, an, you know, our, our, uh, the intricate workings of our government. Maybe that's why Natasha showed up in the first place. Maybe that's what she was supposed to be doing. Got caught up in being a hero. Mm. And now, Flag Smashers. <laughs> nice. I love that idea. I especially like the idea if there's like a tie with the serum, you know, like, yeah. Because we know everyone kind of had their own version of the serum that they were trying to make. Zemo was hunting them down, implying that there was a lot of them out there. We see these blue vials, but then, like, in Black Widow promo footage, she's carrying these red fluid vials. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the kind of, like, Black Widow agent serum that doesn't Ooh. give them, like, super strength, per se, yeah. but just makes them uh, more rugged, more yeah. fit. You know, yeah. more badass. Able to be thrown by uh, alien invaders and not yeah. have their bodies just absolutely be disintegrated. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm sorry, just to the point, yeah. Hawkeye and what they're just humans. Like they don't have <laughs> super like allegedly super soldier serum. They don't have uh an entire billion dollar robot around their bodies. Like how are no. they handling all these tussles and tumbles? They're just very brave. Yeah. And that's <laughs> it. Know. Something happened in Budapest. Hey, could Budapest be the thing? I mean, we're already in Eastern Europe. Uh, Well, Prague, I don't know. I've said Prague is Eastern Europe, and some people from Eastern Europe are like, Prague is not Eastern Europe. We are Central Europe. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, But, like, everything east of Prague, I guess, is Eastern Europe. But, like, Prague isn't that far from Budapest. It's, like, you know, an hour train ride, I think. Prague is the Mississippi yeah. River of Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's what right. The, it's what it just connects the continent. Everything. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the, the big connecting point, the thing that we're going to see is ultimately the person who is behind, because I, I feel like, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a, of a, of them kind of preempting something that maybe wouldn't have been seen until you've seen the film of Black Widow. But I, I feel like the power broker is going to be that bridge between two. Uh, because mm-hmm. we know in the trailers that there's somebody behind um, Taskmaster, and we know that there's probably a bigger uh, force of evil behind that. So I'm, I'm thinking possibly that transition of from somebody who's starting there to where they are now with uh, Sam and Bucky and you know John Walker and all them, I feel like the power broker is going to be that one, and I feel like we're going to get some sense of an emergence of... Uh, honestly, I feel like we're going to see Hydra come back, to be mm. honest. So Ooh. I feel like I feel like that's that's where that guy's coming back in. <laughs> Always looking for a way to get that gun in there, ain't you? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I think it's gonna come down to. The power broker's gonna kinda reusher in a new season or a new 
age of Hydra, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to get more breadcrumbs of the introduction of mutants uh, at the end of Cap and in Black Widow and in that inter- interim period. Like, I think within, I was about to call it Scar- Scarlet Witch, in WandaVision, uh, there was that kind of origin scene where they put her in the room, they put the Scarlet Witch in the room, and then they used the magic or the energy from the, I guess, Tesseract, and it brought out this power, and then we saw like the, the, the kind of uh, silhouette of the Scarlet Witch. Oh, you mean the uh, from the from the Mind Stone and the Scepter, not the Tesseract, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Just saving scepter. you from those comments who are like, ah, 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 oh, prog, prog, prog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate you. <laughs> my Twitter life. <laughs> but like, even that was a little bit like, is she human? Is, is it all Infinity Stone power? Like, what is it? Is she the Scarlet yeah. Witch that Agatha Harkness mentioned or told her that she was? Or is she something different? So I think that happened there and then we find out more about the super soldiers and the serums and how everyone's creating their different super soldier serums here in the Falcon and Winter Soldier and then we're going to get some more origin story uh, about uh, Black Widow. So I think each of these things is kind of laying out how different uh, super powered humans and beings are coming about and we're just going to get more and more breadcrumbs leading us to the big mutant reveal. Maybe Mm. in Scarlet Witch or maybe in Shang-Chi or maybe in even a Hawkeye mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think that's also very possible, especially if it's just in the form of breadcrumbs so far, right? Because I, I don't think they're going to bring in Wolverine uh, so soon, obviously. Yeah. But like, I think in terms of a cameo, a lot of people are saying, well, Black Widow needed to come out before Falcon Winter Soldier because there's going to be some cameo of an actor in that. But obviously Disney's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> We're doing it. We're It's okay. But like... Just because the character appears in it, uh, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier takes place six years after mm-hmm. anyway, or maybe even seven years. So, like, it could just be a character who appears in it, whether it's Taskmaster or, or Thaddeus Ross or someone like that. Uh, and we know Ross is going to be in Black Widow if Ross is the power broker. That's been a big theory that Ross could be the power broker of the show. Um, that that could be one way they do it for sure. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm one, it's, a lot of people are wondering, well, Stephen Strange is going to show up in WandaVision, and he didn't, and it's like, well, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, it's like, he's not a cheap person <laughs> to bring into, like, it's expensive to get yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch on set, and you only yeah. have so much budget for these shows, so, um, but if we're talking about the actors, I mean, David Harbour seems like he might be, he might be willing to do a favor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, who knows, uh, I could imagine... Red Guardian appearing. I'm very excited to see who, though. Um, okay, so for the theories here, for the points, Eddie, I'm going to give you one point for saying that the power broker is going to be the link, because that seems pretty accurate. What, whatever the power broker is, I think will link to the other MCU movies. Yeah. Um, not sure if it's Hydra, though, um, just because I think we're done with Hydra, right? Or, I don't know, I could be wrong. Or but, are we? Uh, yeah, or we're are actually we? done with... Yeah, yeah, I feel like Hydra is always looming. That's true. They're I'm always still there. not con- yeah, I'm still not convinced that every single uh operation we've seen in every single Marvel thing isn't secretly Hydra and they're just gonna <laughs> they're gonna cap us one they're day. They're waiting their time. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just waiting. Time. <laughs> a secret empire one of these days. Watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're going to move on to rogue questions, and we're doing something a bit different, uh, because this week, the fourth movie in the Hotel Transylvania franchise was announced. Four of those movies, guys. 
Which got us thinking about franchises that have quietly amassed a ton of film installments, despite people like us maybe not watching all of them. Like, you know, a lot of us know that there were 23 MCU movies, or maybe 10 Wizarding World movies, like eight Harry Potters plus two uh two of the you know fantastic Beast series um now uh but can you do this can you guess how many movies there have been in the following franchises we're gonna do a little quiz i'm gonna say the name of the franchise you tell me how many movies have been in that franchise are you ready let's go (laughs) yeah i'm ready all right, Ice Age. Four. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say three. Kayla gets a point. Five Ice Age films. Wow. Not including the Scrat short films, but <laughs> is anyone counting the Scrat short no. films? I didn't even know there were Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next category, Despicable Me slash Minions verse. Six. Four. Five. Kayla again gets a point. There have been four of those movies. I live not far from Universal Studios in Hollywood, and that minion is staring at me all the time. Oh, going, God. Dip, dip, all right, next category. The uh, Tyler Perry Medea series. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Nine. Wait, wait, wait. Just the Medea movies, like, not, like... Just all Tyler Perry films, even though she's the is Medea it one. Titular Medea movies, or is this Tyler Perry films that sometimes also feature Medea? Because that is also <laughs> yeah, she pops yeah, up a difference. yeah, she yeah. just bought like the family she... that craze. She pops up in that, I think. Oh yeah, there's like one where a woman's like thrown down the stairs and then Medea shows up and is like, I don't know, you go to church about it. <laughs> Wow. So we'll limit it to just the Medea movies. Okay. How about that? I'm gonna say uh, okay. All right. eight. I'm gonna say I'm eight. Gonna say seven. Seven. Okay. Well, with the final answers, no one gets a point. It was nine. Kayla, you were oh. right originally. Oh, oh, wow. Trust your gut. Nine of those bad boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, it's not 10, because I feel like I would have seen an article about it, so it's got to be 8 or 9. <laughs> yeah, if Medea got to double digits, that yeah. would have been a major deal. Um, the Transformers franchise. Six of them. Five. Uh, seven. Eddie gets the point. There have been six Transformers movies. Mm, I'm not proud of that. But just... <laughs> you saw all of them in theaters opening night. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, and then, next category, the Kung Fu Panda. Four. And this doesn't include the cartoon series, does it? No, just the mo- major, major motion pictures. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say three. Owusu gets a point. There have been wow. three Kung Fu Pandas. Uh, yeah. There you go. And, and then finally, this one's going to be tough. Uh, final one. Uh, and I believe it is Kayla with three points, Eddie with three points, Owusu with two. So we can either tie it or somebody's going to win it there all. The Conjuring series now the conjuring includes movies that might have the name conjuring in it and spin-offs of characters that were featured in the conjuring series six i'm gonna say eight i'm gonna say five no one gets a point the correct answer was seven mm, seven uh, seven of those so that's including the annabelle series including the nun those are all part the of the nun. conjuring i forgot yeah. about the nun eric you're yeah. gonna get me fired you always forget about the nun she's always out there she and that minion are haunting my dreams I, there you I, go i thought i was doing good i was like yeah i got the conjurings i got the i got the annabelles yeah. 
Yeah, there's oh, a man, lot I out there. about the Nun movie. James Wan is a very wealthy man. Uh, well, I guess that makes it a tie between Kayla and Eddie as our winners today. Congratulations to both of you. Congrats to all three of you. A lot of great theories today. Well done. Well done. Um, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests, Erica Wusu, Kayla Milton, Eddie Villanueva. Follow all three of them on social media. Follow them with their podcasts, with their comedy shows, whatever projects they're working on. Support them because they're three very amazing, talented people who are always making great stuff. And you can support this channel by, again, checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com, including our new Zemo-inspired design. You can follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstar. Subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. And uh, next time you see me, it'll be tomorrow morning talking about episode five of uh, The Falcon Winter Soldier or maybe some other thing if you're watching this way later. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.